So we're a bit behind on the After the Fall series that played on this podcast last fall. Before we continue that tale and pick up where we left off, I thought I would summarize what has been featured thus far in that series, and I've done it by way of the Week 1 journal entries written by the protagonist in the After the Fall series. Then we'll all be caught up, ready to proceed into the Week 2 journal entries. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. Thank you for joining us again this week as we broadcast from the campus of Splendid University in lovely downtown Splendid West Virginia. A spectacular and supernatural a town if ever there was one. After the fall, week one journal entries. Monday. Nine of us remained. The older kids separated into one group, named themselves the Splinters, which makes sense because they're about as annoying as a small piece of wood that gets jammed up under your skin. They set up under the bridge. The remaining four, we named ourselves the Young Ones, made camp to the west. They didn't seem to want much to do with us, which was okay. The feeling was mutual. We could fish and build a fire as well as any of them. Our boma was better constructed. Tuesday. Zara disappeared. Zack, a splinter, visited the young one's camp. He told us what had happened. Zara was there when they all said goodnight, gone when they awoke. We split up into three duos, one person from each group, and went to look. For Zara. Zack and I were matched up. Naturally, I would draw the straw to be partnered with the loudest, most irritating of the splinters. We would lead the search and rescue efforts heading north into the forest. Caleb, one of my young one's partners and my favorite video game playing best friend, and an older girl named Cassie, set out east toward what used to be downtown. Mags and Murdoch, went along the river, down toward the old abandoned amusement park. Donnie and Teresa stayed behind, in case Zara showed back up there. Wednesday. It's hard to figure who had the more dangerous journey. No one wanted to go downtown, because it still might be crawling with zombies. Downtown was hit hardest. I didn't envy Caleb and Cassie one bit. I did worry about how Caleb would hold up if they ran into trouble. He never was very good at confrontation, unless it was in a Street Fighter video game. I wouldn't have wanted to trade places with Mags and Murdoch either. They drew the lot to head in the direction of the old abandoned amusement park. The haunted house there always creeped me out, even in the best of times. I sure didn't want to see it now. 
I didn't want to stay behind like Donnie and Teresa did. Sit there, just waiting for whoever or whatever took Zara to show back up? No thanks. The forest path north wasn't so bad. I just wish I wasn't with Zack. What in the world were we supposed to talk about? What does he know about video games? What do I know about baseball? We left, headed north, into the humid morning air. At least we had the shade of the trees to keep us cool. A luxury the downtown crew and the haunted house hooligans didn't have. But they're baking in the sun, I said. Uh Uh-huh, Zack replied. And that was the extent of our conversation for the first couple of hours. We had a bit more to discuss after a contentious post-lunch fight that thankfully ended with us as the victors. You can take pretty good care of yourself, Zack complimented me. Black belt, karate, I responded. It was my one and only athletic achievement, but one that had come in handy after the fall. You did all right, too, I returned the praise. To say Zack did all right is a bit of an understatement. The weapons expert had wielded a mace in one hand, leveling one zombie, while almost simultaneously taking out another one with a kendo stick in his other hand. I only had to take down one, but the important thing was the record. Me, Zack, 2-0. and Zombies, 0-3. Thursday. No more zombie run-ins, gratefully. Unfortunately, the day also passed without any clues to a missing Zara. Turns out Zack and I had more in common than I initially thought. We both watch a lot of movies, have some similar taste in music. And now we had the victorious zombie battle to reflect on and talk about. Friday. Our hunger got the best of us. We spent more time hunting for food than searching for Zara. Luckily, Zack is a master with a bow and arrow, too. We ate good. After eating and building a temporary shelter, I went on a short walk to find a place to use the bathroom. Suddenly, I saw something out of place hanging from a low tree branch. I got Zack. Is that... Zack didn't let me finish. He exclaimed, Her shirt! It was Zara's hoodie, wrapped tightly to a tree. Zack untied it. I picked up a note that fell out of one pocket. Worse than we thought, it read. Was all planned. Zombies. Were. Distraction? Saturday. Good news, we found Zara. Bad news, she was perched in a tree surrounded by zombies. Zack went into battle mode instantly. An axe in one hand, three ninja stars ready to hurl in the other. I struck what I hoped to be an intimidating karate position. The zombies turned, one after another, staring blankly at us. Stop, Zara commanded. Put down your weapon, Zack, and you. Stop doing whatever it is you're doing. I assumed she had climbed that tree trying to escape, but I was wrong. The Zs, as she called them, 
circled Zara more like a group of students would, around their teacher, and less like a ferocious group of predators surrounding their prey. Zara's ability, mind control, had come in handy when she was kidnapped. Whatever plans the zombies had when they hauled her off away from the camp that night had been foiled when Zara worked her magic. Zara led a round of introductions, which was weird. I thought Zack and I didn't have much in common, but we seemed pretty close now by comparison to the awkward silence that filled the air between me and a bunch of zombies. Zs. They're not really zombies, Zara explained to me and Zack. These people are very much alive. They're under a spell. You could tell Zara had been dying to tell somebody about this. It was intentional. What happened? These people didn't have a choice or a chance. So what do we do? Zack asked. Zara answered, I know who was behind this. All of this. We're going to track them down and end it all. Take our town back. To be continued, listeners. For this is but part one of two. The week two journal entries. Coming soon. In the meantime, have a wild and wonderful week. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a Pez dispenser. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.